Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 12 of the Breaking the Ice podcast, the Andreas Valdix episode and Valley is someone that will get talked about a little bit in this one. Uh, Mark is with me once again. Firstly, a quick apology for any potential issues we have had recently with the microphone. We understand a few of you have had uh, some concerns as to how clear you've been hearing Mark, as to if he's been sat too far away. Well, we're trying to address it this week, so hopefully it comes through loud and clear for you. If you could let us know, it would be much appreciated. Anyway, it should be a much shorter episode this week. We've only got two games to recap. Well, one and a half, um, I suppose, if you could even really recap Wednesday night's game. Um, We've only got the one game to preview this weekend. Again. Again, as it's only a solitary home game for the Steelers at the arena this time against the Manchester Storm. But we've also decided this week we're going to throw in the topic of webcasts after not long before beginning recording this episode, late on Friday night, breaking the fourth wall. Um, Saw someone saying that they were going to stop watching webcasts this season. So, interesting a mm. uh, little subject to maybe discuss just to throw something a little different into the episode and this just week. To pa- and it pads it out a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, pads it out. Why not? So, Saturday gone. Steelers were in Cardiff. I was there. You were there. I wasn't. I was having some much needed rest after all my travels from work <laughs> leading up to that game. Um... I'll be honest, I can't even remember what either of us predicted. Can you remember what you predicted? Mm, I think I thought we would get a beating. Yeah, and I I predicted a win. You, you I said, you said I, we, I, I, I suspected you said, that we were going to win. You said we were going to win, yeah. I think I said 3-2 or 4-2. 4-2. Four, like, I think I said something like that now, yeah. Now you mentioned And it. I said we were going to get an absolute... Pummel. We didn't get right here. Well, to be honest, before the game, you were probably there thinking we will get a pummeling because having expecting to be down to 5D after the temporary departure of Junus Romberg, we were actually down to 4 um, because Ben O'Connor's wife decided to go into labour. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tess. <laughs> um, congratulations, But all, but all being way. said, congratulations. The birth went smoothly. You know, lovely little girl has now been born, so congratulations to Ben O'Connor and his wife Tess. On little Haley. On little Haley. However, there was a job to be done for the rest of the Steelers team that night. Um, down to 4D, Matheson, Phillips, Arson, and Fitzgerald. Moosing goal was going to have to play a blinder. Um, and the offence was to a degree you'd have to argue do some extra defensive work during that game and then maybe catch Cardiff on the break now didn't really get off to the greatest start (laughs) very first shift Cardiff running rings around the Steelers and ended up taking the lead inside the first minute Sean Bentavoglio finding the back of the net 
and you're immediately thinking, oh. are we still on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You're thinking, oh no, because you've predicted the, the pummeling, the slaughtering, and you're just thinking, well, we've not exactly started this great, have we? But I, I was thinking, I was basically thinking, as soon as that goal went, I thought, oh no, it's it's going to be one of those nights again. It could be a long night, yeah. I, well, I was just thinking, get me, get this game over with, I want to go home. <laughs> and that was just after one minute, dear me. Mind you, they did cock it up at, at Arsene Wales. And they announced it, the actual goal, the first goal, as Andrew Offham. But it clearly wasn't. <laughs> well, it clearly wasn't. It clearly wasn't. Offham had a hand in it. But he didn't score it, even yeah. though I, even though I'm on the other end of the rink when it went in. I you, could knew, tell, you knew, you knew, I knew it wasn't yeah. off him. Yeah, and likewise with the Steelers' first goal, when the Steelers did get back into the game not long afterwards, that was announced as scored by Sack Fitzgerald. Yeah. But it was his shot that rebounded straight to Mister Episode Twelve himself, Andreas Valdix, who was yet again. And I've said this before, right place, right time, two passes or whatever ahead of the freaking play. Putt just rebounds to him, empty net, thanks a lot. 1-1, one, one. you're thinking, great, we're back in it. Didn't start the best, obviously. Johnny on the spot. But yeah, Johnny on the spot, and we're back in it, and you're thinking, right, fantastic, let's kick on. And we didn't. It went back. Yeah, it just went backwards again. Cardiff then just kept going and going and going. And one of one of the things that I noticed about that game was Cardiff rolled a bit of a temp- makeshift fourth line. Yeah. But it was a very smart fourth line because they reduced their D numbers a little bit as well, down to four. Because Mark Richardson's because, still out. Yeah, he's still out. And they stuck Mark Louis up as a winger as a makeshift fourth line. And he's about what six four, yeah, and a big unit, and, and a big unit as normally as a defenseman, and they stick him up there as a winger. And do you know what? That fourth line became a very physical line, and that finished hit after hit after hit on our short well, and deep. He's played it before, hasn't he, in his career? Yeah. And do you know what? It just wore down our D. Just that that bit more during that first period. And Cardiff just took full advantage, especially on the special teams. Yeah, we ran into penalty problems, and uh, to be honest with you, our penalty kill has been exemplary all, all season so far. It's been top of the charts, but Cardiff just took it to the cleaners. Yeah, to be it, honest it was, with you, you know, they they didn't waste any opportunities in that no. first period at all. They established a physical presence early on RD. They wore them down. And then when they got the man advantages, they went to work and got the shots off. You know, the quick passes to further knacker a depleted Steelers core that has been depleted for several weeks anyway. Yep. And was obviously now further depleted because of Benny being away for the birth of his daughter and Junus going home to Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the right tactic for me. It was, it was, you know, and it worked. And by the Smart. end of the first, yeah, by the end of the first period, Cardiff have got a three-one lead. Oh, sorry, this and it was third, fully deserved. Sorry, this though, the third one though. I think Moose would definitely want to want that one back. It, 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 yeah. it trickled. He got a pad to it, and it just like kind of trickled in and you, in slow motion. Yeah, I mean, you, you say that, but. 
at the same time well we'll just cut open like you know, an afro butter well, we, not exactly cut. O- not exactly cut open. We just went to sleep. We puck watched for a few seconds. No stick to tape, as you say. No, yeah, no, no stick to puck, and and we just puck watched. And all of a sudden, Bang. there's there's Pope in the right place at the right time, and just lets go of a rocket of a one timer from being close. What goaltender is going to pretty much react and cleanly save it? You know, the only goaltenders that will cleanly save those are if it's hit straight at their body or at their leg. And unfortunately for Moose and the Steelers, it failed half a gap underneath the blocker and arm and had enough force because the shot came from in close to go and trickle through. If that shot gets taken from a couple of feet further back, Moose has shut that gap between his arm and his blocker and his body in time and is making the save it's a game of inches sometimes and that one time a power play goal for me was the perfect example of that but Cardiff were very deserving of their 3-1 league because they came out in that first period could have had more they could, they could have had more if it wasn't for Moose and to be fair that could have been said for most of the night because Moose was absolutely superb he was absolutely brilliant I mean I'll be honest with you on Saturday night, there were a few people who were, shall we say, MIA, missing in action. A few, yeah. Quite a few. And some of them, like, Wazi was getting very, very frustrated. He a, lot, a lot of the forward units were getting frustrated. Uh, and that was causing a problem. We, we were starting to lose our concentration because we weren't happy at some of the decisions or indecisions that were going on throughout the game. And we were letting that distract us again. Got away from the game plan. I don't, I don't know if it was essentially get away from the game plan because, you know, at the start of this, I touched on how potentially you'd have to look at it as like you know, go out, you know, and count, get them on the break and everything with a shortened defence. You know, well, play 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 better defensively as a team. And we must have had what three or four two on one breaks. Yeah, and didn't make a single one count. It was, uh, it you know, was. It, it just wasn't to be for us Saturday night, and the Steelers couldn't even get back into the game until 31 seconds left when we pull Moose, get a six on five attack, and Scott Arson's shot finds <laughs> find, finds the top corner. And you know what? Nice, nice, nice goal! Bloody but, great goal! Isn't yeah, it? fair, fair play, first, to, fair first play goal, to Scotty. First goal as a Steeler, no, it were. Yeah, fair play to Scotty. Um, you know, but. It was just one of those nights where we just couldn't quite get that little extra bounce on the puck. We couldn't get that little extra slice of luck. Because at 3-1 down, you know, I'm sat there watching it at home. And I'm thinking, okay, 3-1 down, just win the next two periods. It's overtime at the least. We get a point. And we get a point. Which, in your conference games especially, which is something I will touch on in a way momentarily... It's key. You got to pick up points. You got to. You got to. And we've said that many a time. And and unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't to be Saturday night. Moose Moose was superb. But one of, one of the other concerns I had uh, was obviously Fitzy went down. Yeah. Dur- during that and game, it looked nasty. And you know, it didn't look good. I mean, I I watched it obviously live on the webcast, and I saw it live, and I looked at it and was like. 
oh god he's just got slid tackle at the ankle with them skates uh, you know and the uh, webcast crew in Cardiff weren't too sure and I'm like how can you not have seen that yeah you know we saw don't it don't get me wrong completely accidental impact and the way it all happened um, but how Fitzy you know Fitzy only missed one shift yeah he missed and a came shift back and played the rest of it you know fair play to him the man's Fair a warrior. The man's a warrior. Yeah, and he ends up actually picking up the man of the match for the game. It, and oh, and by, by all accounts, yeah, he had a solid game. The the D did what they could. Moose for me was the shout for man of the match, but forward forward wise, uh, yeah, only they, they, they only just, the only the uh, famous second line showed any pizzazz intent to try and give Cardiff. A game. Other than that, I said too many missing in action, and the four, our fourth line, Ramsey, Jonna, and uh, Liam. They didn't they, get they, much they, of a looking. They, they were they were it was very very sparingly. Yeah, that that was that was the other issue I had as well with Saturday. We're short on bodies, and yeah, you can argue maybe you know a Cardiff or a conference game, whatever, isn't necessarily the kind of game you want to play the kids and whatever. When you're short benched, use it. You have to make do what you've got. You've got to make do with what you've got. You know, Cole Shooter had a couple of shifts That's on Saturday right. because he had to, especially when Fitzy went off. He had to go out there for one while Fitzy missed but, a shift to just get a uh, running run repairs. Yeah, right. Liam Kirk. He's young, yes. He's lean, yes. But the kid has got. No fear, just like Kieran Brown. Skill. Like he's got speed, he's got skill, and he's got intent, and he's got energy. Mm. And when your team's lacking, it needs a lift like that sometimes. You know, for me, I mean, Simsy said earlier on in this week in his uh, Star article, you know, Matthew was probably not been a hundred percent fit for most of the four years he's been here. Well, if Wazi was being a bit lacklustre, where was the harm in just for a shift or two throwing Kirky out there in his place yeah. and going, see if you can create something with Army and Marquardt? Yeah. Just see. Because he'll, Ma- you know, he'll have his back. Yeah, Magsy will have his back. Armstrong can help with the creative and the offensive side anyway. And if you're throwing Fitzy and Arson out there at the same time as that unit... There's Fitzy there for protection. Exactly. You know, it's it, simple things like we've said loads of times. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, but that was just one of the things that I just can't help but think. You know, we're short bench, we're short on bodies. Would it not have potentially, or even something as I touched on my periscope last night? Maybe look at throwing Valdix back there just for that game throwing Yamtin up into second like we did for Brayhead away the yep. other week throw Yamtin up to second roll roll the lines a little bit and just tr- just see how you get on could, you could have easily done that for a period and just see how it went and if it wasn't potentially going to go well fair enough then you revert back to what you know best revert to tight but it says there's no harm in trying but the thing is it's a case of do you really want to upset people, upset the lines? 
people say, oh, you can't. But the lines are upset at the moment anyway because we're short on bodies, so I don't buy that excuse at the moment. I don't. When, it, the, when the team's fully fit and, you know, and, you. The, and the lines play as they normally would, fine. But if they're having a game where it's not quite clicking or whatever, then you just wrote, you know, you make one or two tweaks during yeah, that one game. It. Get through that game and then go back to original. Yeah. That that's just me, my personal opinion, as all this is, because you know, opinions are like bottles, we've all got one. Um But yeah, it was it was disappointing, but I couldn't fault the effort, in particular the D, the D and, and, and Moose. I couldn't fault them, but offensively we just looked to lack that little killer instinct there Saturday night. Cardiff, and that that was a little bit of a letdown Ca- for me. Cardiff were aren't uh, great. They're not the team they were no, last no, season. They aren't, They're not. Bouncy is not the goalie. He the dominating goalie he was last season. He but the thing is we didn't actually test him. He he, fa- he faced shots. He faced shots and he faced some rubber. But, but it wasn't the quality. It wasn't your grade A chances. Well, you say that. I argue. Three, four, two, or one breaks. Yeah, but I'm saying, but, they, but they, the but majority they, were not great yeah. chances. But even those three on four, those three, those three or four two on one breaks that we had, we never looked like converting on them. We just didn't look like we had the confidence, and that for me is a shame. That yeah. for me was a shame. But that was Saturday. Another regulation loss. In our I, th- I think I think that was now seven games played in the conference, yeah. one win. Four regulation losses and two points from an overtime loss and a penalty shot loss. Not the greatest record. But that's something that I'll come on to shortly because off the back of that, a lot of people were already then starting to write off Steelers for the title and stuff like this. Well, I have a bit of an argument against that, which I'll come on to after we very briefly discussed Dundee midweek. Um, You said 6-2. Yeah. I said something like, 5-1, 5-1, 5-2, 5-1, 5-1, something like that. Well, it was deja vu. <laughs> a short-benched Dundee side this time. I Sheffield. Same scoreline as last time. Very comfortable 8-2 win for the boys. Brad Day ended up playing the third period in goal um, when the score was 6-1. 15 saves. You know, 15 saves. Well, yeah, because, I mean, third period... As much as Paul Thompson said, you know, it's 60 minutes of penetrating hockey, we sh- we shut off for 10, 15 minutes of that third period and we just let Brad face rubber. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we had the job done after 40 minutes, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I just thought of it kind of... It became a- you know, we, we, we didn't run up the score probably as much as we could have or should have you know we, we shut down saved a bit of energy which I can kind of understand when you know still still a could couple of bodies sh- short and everything you know you want to make sure you're okay for this weekend get through this Saturday's game against Manchester before we go to the Continental Cup so I kind of understood on this occasion why we shut down but not normally I'd have been like nah we should have had double figures <laughs> yeah, we should have had double figures let's take them to the cleaners but Obviously, we didn't, but very, very comfortable victory once again. But some some of the cohesion and the passing that we did see yet again, gorgeous, just gorgeous. Those forward units just seemingly answered back, but 
with all due respect at the same time Dundee ain't Cardiff no you know Dundee you know really short on bodies for that game you know like six or seven players down something like that or um, a kid from Hull yeah they brought in Bobby Chamberlain and and Pasha's having charge you know Omar Pasha's having to be player coach now at the moment it's it's a mess there in Dundee yeah. that's, that's the only way to describe it it's a mess there in Dundee not much of a mess as Edinburgh though no but Edinburgh's another topic for a different different day and to be fair I I half covered it on last night's Periscope but we digress very comfortable victory got through it seemingly okay and unscathed apart from maybe Fitzy who got caught up high with a wayward stick after he himself had laid a hit on I think it was on Riley Staddle Um, you know Fitzy never came back Wazi had the third period off Um, and some people were saying Christ he really didn't look himself Wednesday he looked in severe pain and discomfort again you know it just makes you think you know did Wazi even have enough time off in the first place recently did we rush him back did, you know have we still rushed him back or has something else now gone wrong where, where he's really really feeling something because he's a guy that takes a lot of abuse in a hockey game but it's where he's always, always played, isn't it? No? Yes, it's the way he's played. He's always he's always wanted to play. He's always wanted to play through the pain, and you know that's admirable. But when you when we've got the depth that we have, yeah, I I would have rather seen us rest, make use of the kids, you know. Because I mean, Kieran Brown played third period, top line effectively, with Armstrong and Marquardt. Didn't look out of place at all didn't look out of place at all there was a kid that had energy now sure at 16 years old at this level he might not have the energy to go the full 60 but but you still got to try and use it but then if you know if you know towards the end of a game you know it starts running a little light then that's where you then shorten the bench and use your more experienced guys like you know your John O'Phillips your Brady Ramses you just tinker Mm. and just you know use the kids sparingly or what you could even do is you could save Ramsey and Phillips for more of the penalty killing and whatever bits and bobs like that like and you did you, on and, the six goal yeah, though and, 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 you, and you did all, and, and you alternate the two kids up top in Wazi's place so as Wazi gets the proper rest you know but I mean that could that could just be me mm. that could just be me but to be fair it probably is because I don't think Paul Thompson or Jerry Anderson would have even considered it. You know, I don't think most coaches would have done because I, I, I just, let's be honest, I, I think of ridiculous things and crazy suggestions and, you know, complete alternatives. But it, it is what it is. But it was a very convincing victory against Dundee. We got through it, but obviously there are concerns now. You know, does Wazi play Saturday against Manchester? You know, will Fitzy be all right? Cause obviously, because he took the shot to the face. Well, yeah, no, Fitzy, he'll be out there. Even if he's got to wear a freaking cage, he'll be out there. You know, yeah. Wazi. I'm not. If 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 he really is as banged up and looked in severe discomfort as some people have said over social media, is he worth the risk if, in, in a dead rubber Challenge Cup game? Not nope. for me. You rest nope. him, and you give him them extra few days 
ready for Continental Cup next week. Uh, original that, that for me is what you've got to do. Original Eddie by Ben O'Connor, no words it. Very, very much an original Eddie by Ben O'Connor. I mean, clearly fixed for him to have the man of the match just for the sake of doing the Eddie. And almost recreates childbirth of Robert Dow. It, <laughs> it, uh. it was definitely different, very comical. You know, obviously we all understood it because he'd just become a dad. You know, great, it- great, great work by him both of them. And I have to put it right up there as probably one of the best Eddies I've seen. <laughs> I have, who's, I have who's to the put daddy? it right up there. <laughs> Hashtag that, who's the daddy. Yeah, who's the daddy? Well, Benny now. <laughs> now, before we get on to this Saturday, I touched at the start about how I noticed on social media before we started recording that um, a gentleman out there was basically open little mini letter to the Elite League uh, I think his name's Jonathan Grimes correct me if I'm wrong um, saying that he's fed up of you know forking out the money on some of these webcasts and whatever where they're just not the quality and whatever you know does he have a point to me yes and I'll explain why in a minute but <laughs> When it comes to the webcast, they're they're a great feature. Mm. They're hands down a terrific feature because obviously, you know, especially the long distance journeys. Because not everyone can not, get to. not everyone's going to do the big long distance journeys, especially on something like a Saturday night. Sorry, a Sunday night. You know, look at when the Steelers were up there last month away in Dundee on a Sunday night. Families ain't going to be up there. Because kids have got school the next day. A lot of people have work next day. Exactly. The only people that were actually up there for that trip were the likes of myself that can that have the freedom and control over what days we work and everything because we are our own boss. Or you had the likes of people that looked at it and thought, you know what, I'll put that Monday off work. Or do we visit in family. Or visit in family, like Danny and Sue were. Or others that with all due respect to them, retirement age. Yeah. And you're thinking, do you know Eric. what? We'll go up, we'll go up to Scotland for a few days because we're not going to do the Scotland weekend. We'll go to Scotland and go see a couple of sites. You know, and just have a long weekend. Yeah. You're not going to get that with the families. And the webcasts are a fantastic feature in that respect. You know, we know and love the boys and the gang at Dundee. They do a superb job. Steelers webcasts, I've never had an issue whenever I've had to use one. It's not often I do, but there's been times where I've had to use them brilliantly put together. Cardiff's one, I enjoy. The feed works fairly well. Occasionally question one or two comments that the commentators make, but, you know, it's going to be a bit biased, let's be honest. Um, Nottingham and Brayhead, we can't comment on because they don't provide them. Fife, I've used at times, is okay. Coventry's... Again, the same. I've used it at yes. times. It's okay. Commentators do an okay enough job. Um, you know, they have a great little thing where they've got that little replay feature, which mm. is superb, which is something else a couple of other teams have got. Like, I think we have on there mm. as well. And obviously Cardiff have one as well. Manchester, I can't remember to what degree they even do them. Uh, but they have done them 
at odd times in recent seasons. Sporadically. It's, yeah, it's, it's more sporadic, but it's there. Guildford don't, I don't believe. Nope. Um, MK. I've not heard of one. I've not heard of one. Um, but to be fair to them, they're the new Elite League teams. Are they really going to want to try and go into that at the moment? Probably not, because they're going to want the bums on seats with this being their debut season. I can see MK bringing it in earlier than Guildford, definitely. Um, Edinburgh's has always been a problem. Yeah. Always. And is typically one of the more expensive ones out there as well. And the service is just abysmal. Um, Belfast's usually works okay. Occasionally has teething problems. Yeah, occasionally has teething problems, but they work through them and it's usually resolved fairly quickly. Again, those boys know what they're talking about. Um, you know, it 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 just is what it is. Um, but some of them really aren't worth their weight in gold. Yeah. Um, you know, people are saying that you know, are oh, ten pounds a lot of money to pay for for a webcast? Well, if you're sat at home watching the game instead of being there the clubs have got to recover those costs somehow mm. but there are some clubs out there that obviously offer you know book it now save yourself a couple of quid we do it we we do I, th- I think I, th- I think if you Cardiff, buy, I think yeah Cardiff and Belfast do Cardiff and Belfast do you know that's the sort of thing that potentially the bigger funded clubs can afford to do um, but obviously on the flip side, there are some people that would love to book it in advance, but probably can't because they've got to wait till their payday. Mm. You know, they've got to wait for make sure there's money in there. You yeah. know, and whatever they go, oh yeah, I've got you know, say I've got oh I've got a bit of room on that credit card. Yeah, it will go on there and whatever. You know, the Scottish teams that do them, they will rely heavily on them. They've got to price them at that, and they can't afford to knock any pre-booking off because they need that as part of their revenue they absolutely need that it's true it is you know the likes of Edinburgh unfortunately Edinburgh's big problem is the age of its facility that Mm. that is the problem with Edinburgh it's because it's such an old dilapidated building it needs some TLC it, it doesn't need TLC it needs knocking down and rebuilding into a slightly bigger ice Sheffield. Two and a half thousand seater bowl with proper plastic seating. Because yeah, you're you know, sitting on benches. Yeah, you, know, you, you can take half them support stanchions out the way. You can create a bit more of a proper DJ booth. You have a separate pad on the other side. Cause, I mean, Edinburgh sometimes, they're having to train at nine o'clock at night. That's that's just wrong in the Elite League. Yeah. That's that's not For elite. a professional that's, team. That's, that's not elite. That's, that's shoddy. That's and that's supposedly for a professional team, Alan. Yeah, supposedly. Um, you know, and yeah, some places do have problems with something because I mean, you know, Fife's Bar is a fairly old rink. You know, don't you know, if 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 every team in this league was in its own purpose-built arena, there wouldn't be a problem with nah. webcasting out of it. Wouldn't be a problem. Because you'd have the correct facilities in place. Yeah. But where you've got 
old buildings that get temporary upgrades, if you will, you know, or basic upgrades as a necessity, it's going to always have a problem. Always going to have a problem. You know, I can understand why some people think, or, you know, £10 a lot of money, but, you know, you're still saving yourself money because you're not using fuel or your own time to go out there, go there and whatever. And on the flip side, those clubs are still going to have that money generated. They've got to generate that revenue somehow from your lost ticket. And if they can get £10 out of you for instead not being there in person, then they're going to take your hand, yeah. then they're going to bite your hand off for a tenner. Yeah. Do, do you think uh, we'll ever see teams like Braid and Nottingham uh, eventually do them? At some point within the next five years. It's At just, some point. I think they will. It's just at the moment, I think, uh, Neil Black and Gary Moran at Nottingham are just, shall we say, a little bit behind the times, in my opinion. Well, you argue that, but look at Nottingham this this so far this season. But a, a few of their... No, 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 hang on. Look at Nottingham this season. Look at how they've played, right? Especially in the CHL. Look at what they've done for themselves as a hockey club and on the British game. Maybe, and this is a suggestion, maybe Neil Black, Gary Moran, rather than invest in the webcast, have decided to invest that money into having the better roster available Better quality players, so that when it came to these big competitions, they gave themselves a more of a fighting chance to make a song and dance and progress. That paid off, right? Say that's what their game plan was, and it's paid off, right? What happens last week when Nottingham then play at home, second leg against Zurich Lions? They sell out their building for a Tuesday night game. Normally they wouldn't. You tell me... Right? Bearing in mind, that's a game that was on... Premier Sports. Premier Sports. It was on TV. That's not free free sports. Free free sports, sorry. Right? So it was on TV of some form. They can't webcast it anyway, even if they normally had that facility. The tickets are a tenner. You know, people could have sat at home and just watched the game for free. But no, they got off their backsides... And went and watched the game for a tenner. Right? But that... 65, 70,000 extra pound in revenue... Because of progression... Through one round. Were they really... Going to get 70,000... In terms of webcast buys in a season? At 10 pound... That's 7,000 webcast buys. Is that going to happen in a season? Not in the CHL because of the... uh, No, 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 no. Forget CHL. In terms of the Elite League games, if Nottingham had... Facility. Yeah, the facility to provide a webcast, would they really get 7,000 webcast buys in a season? Nah. No. Therefore... Say, rather than spending the money on setting up a webcast facility, they've invested it in having the better quality players to give them a shot at progressing through to a thing. 
and then their game plan is then to sell out the building at a certain price for the ticket, which they then go and do, they've generated their extra money that way, haven't they? And the clubs are then better off because of it. That's why it might take take them time to actually do it, you reckon? Not 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 necessarily just that. Not necessarily just that. It's, it's, but, it's all down to the business model, what they yeah, have, isn't it's, it? it's all down to the business model. And fair play to them, with or without the webcasts. You know, Steelers' business model is sustainable with the webcasts. Nottingham's is sustainable without it. Each club is different. It apportions its budgets and whatever in different ways. But the, the Scottish teams, obviously excluding Brayhead, your likes of Edinburgh, Fife, Dundee, will rely heavily on their webcast buys to help with their revenue. 100% will. I mean, like you're looking like Ed- Edinburgh's average attendance like less than a thousand, Dundee's less than a thousand. I think Fife's is like fifteen hundred. Yeah. On average. Obviously, ours dilute a bit with the Sheffield games, but like it's still like for the arena. You're looking around there five thousand. Mm. It's as this the old saying goes: you cut your cloth, don't you? Yeah, to suit. You, you cut your cloth you to suit. But you never know, as you said. Maybe get in time. They, they might join the the party. Yeah, I but mean, it's up it's up to what they want to do. On 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 an alternative thing, quickly, right? Some people were saying on my Periscope last night that they thought Edinburgh were an embarrassment to the league's so current situation. Their facilities not up to date. Blah 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 blah. Right? I've had off the record one or two chats with um, former elite league players. Um, and they've said, you know, yeah, that facility's run down, what have you, you know. It's definitely not the greatest in the league or whatever, you know. And like I said, if that was a better facility, you know, or, or you know, say someone had masses of money that they could completely regenerate and um, give Edinburgh Capitals a rebirth, if you will, a new mm. lease of life, Um and bring that facility up to speed, that would help the league massively. But on the flip side, if Edinburgh weren't there, their poor webcast, in my opinion, wouldn't be there. So because you take out the poor, suddenly the average ability of the webcast across the league naturally gets better. Mm. So that then, by default, makes the average product better value for money the, the trouble with the webcast is in part for me to do with the how modern the facilities are Nottingham wouldn't have a problem Braid wouldn't have a problem we don't have a problem Coventry are okay Manche- Manchester would do okay if they run one because they basically in the same building that Cardiff used to have Cardiff's webcast runs fine because it's a brand new building I think Belfast that- does fine Runs a building. Brayhead have half looked into an audio. Excuse me. They've yeah, half they, looked into they an audio. They have clan thing. radio, don't they? Yeah. Live. Clan radio live. But. And again, that's something that's better than nothing. Yeah. I think it's. It's I, it's an idea. I, I, I actually listened to uh, one of those feeds. 
of Clan Radio, and to be honest with you, it is a great alternative. It is a good alternative. If if that's where Clan want to go down, have Clan Radio on match nights, go around that route. I like it. But on the flip side, it's not a paid for service, is it? It's a free to. It's a free service. It's a free to air service, which will which could which is a greater risk than a webcast to your business model because people might just think, ah, well, the team haven't been playing great the last couple of weeks. Rather than go spend sixteen, seventeen quid on ticket, I'm going to stay at home and listen to the game for free. Yeah, that's the only doubt. You know, it is a bit of a risk. Webcasts are better than radio, definitely. But on the the flip side, on the flip side. Poor boys in Dundee last month had no choice but to try and um, obviously come up with the radio alternative because of Te- other issues. Technical, technical difficulties. Well, it wasn't technical difficulties. There, there were other reasons which obviously we, you know, we're not going into. It wasn't technical difficulties. But they still did something to produce something yeah, Bridge for F- travelling fans. Yeah, Bridge FM. They worked for Bridge FM. Yeah. So, you know, and that worked great. Webcasts are good for the teams. End of. That's a given. But the average product isn't doesn't seem great because some teams just haven't got the facilities or that are modern enough to actually warrant a quality production. But they've still got to put something out there that people will buy and pay for because they seriously need that money injection, that monetary injection. It's what keeps teams alive isn't it it's it's what's well maybe not necessarily keeping them alive but you know it's it's re- it's reducing their negative margins yeah as much as it possibly can so yeah the webcasts are a great thing you know fair enough that particular gentleman doesn't want to keep buying into them that's his choice it's his you prerogative know, yeah. yeah he can spend his money however he wants but on the flip side, I can see exactly why that these products are there and why some teams still insist on having them, even though they are probably more than aware it's a poor quality product. And people are in- But they can't necessarily help that. But this is where the league, in five, ten years' time, needs to have a better financial standing so as it can, you know, or maybe even help from local councils or the government to just... Lottery re- funded. Or lot- yeah, lottery funding to just help remodernise one or two other venues in the league that as a result will be able to take the league you know those teams more into the 21st century so as they can at least upgrade the facilities upgrade what they can put out there for the people in terms of using their technology because social media is a big thing these days but they they just can't do it because they haven't got the facility to do so and that is something that is holding one of the leagues that you know some of the teams in this league back. Well, if you want an example of how to get things modern, modern up and spruced up, there's your example, MK. That that was a rink in EPL, right? Yeah. That people were saying, oh God, this is a terrible rink. They've spent some money on it and now you won't recognise it. It's fantastic. You well, won't recognise it. I went down there in the summer and I walked in the place and I'm like, hang on, didn't we used to walk in from the other end? It's you know I've not been there in years, but and obviously it had the massive overhaul. And the person I was there with went, "Oh yeah, we used to come in off the other end. Cafes now over there. You know this like this looks completely different." But do you know what? It freaking works as a venue. It 
freaking works. Why? Because it had the cash injection that it was needed, it had the right overhaul that it needed, and that's why it's now a very good facility for the Elite League. Sure, it's not a great big flash arena, but do you know what? As a Planet Ice venue, it's bang on the dollar. And if they did bring in webcasts at some point, because it's had the recent modernisation, that's a venue that will be able to put out a fairly tidy product. I've every confidence that it would be Me able too. to. Me every too. Every confidence. Me too. I think so as well. Anyway, enough of webcasts. Conferences. Conferences. I'm going to only touch on this briefly, because I want to get onto Saturday night's game. But... After Saturday's defeat against Cardiff, the Steelers' conference performance so far this season was one win, four losses in regulation, an overtime loss and a penalty shot loss. 1-4-2 record. Now, some people were looking at it as a 1-6 record, but I'm like, no, it's 1-4-2 because we've got four points, not two. In old days, it would have been In the old days, it would have been 100%. But... There was a bit of a cause for concern, shall we say, around some parts of the Steelers fan base during the week after the game. Yeah. And one or two were already writing the Steelers off for the league. Now, I tried half explain this on the Periscope last night. I'm going to give it a quick re-go again tonight. So bear with me, Mark, and bear with me, listeners. I don't think it's a cause for concern right now. Because in terms of our interconference games, we're due to play 24. Yeah. We've played 7. Right? There's a lot of time to still turn that around into, say... Let's say it's a... Let's let's go for a ten. In fact, no. Let's let's not say ten. Let's say it ends up as eight, eight, eleven. If I use my brain quickly, five. Right. Mm-hmm. There's your twenty-four games in conference. Eight, eleven, and five. Yeah. Okay. And out of that possible 48 points, we will have 21. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, that's below 500. Mm-hmm. So other teams in our conference will have a better record than that. Now, one side may completely walk away and have a fantastic record in the conference. But if they do, fair play to them. Exactly. But... No teams in this league, because of the way that the three conferences have been put together, no teams are just going to walk away with their conferences. Admittedly, Fife might at the moment, because Edinburgh are struggling, Dundee have got half a team as well, Brayhead are in a bit of a rebuild. For me, it's theirs five to take in the conference. But will they get such a clean run? Probably not all season. They've had a good start, but probably not all season. I, right? I, I remain convinced Clan will have it. Yeah, Clan, I think, will find a way to get back into it. Because they're in a rebuild, they've got a new coach and everything else. But they're a different subject, right? Say we're 8, 11 and 5. Okay? 
21 points out of 48. Doesn't look spectacular. But if we've got that as a record, some of the other teams are going to look a bit similar to us. Right? Now, on the flip side, if you look at the other two conferences, mm-hmm. we play each of those teams twice at home, twice away. Okay? If you add up all those games, if you put those eight teams into one big conference, that's 16, no, that's 20, I'm trying to use my brain actually. Yeah, that's 16 home games, 16 away games, right? That's 32 games. Mm-hmm. Say in those 32 games, we go 18, 18, 5 and 9, right? That would give us 36, 45 points. Yeah. Right? Now, admittedly, you add that all together, that is only... God, it's been a long week. (laughs) (laughs) That would only be 66 points. Right? But, that's 66 points that those other teams have then got to get past. Mm-hmm. Now, sure, Edinburgh and Dundee are struggling right now. Fife have proven to be a difficult side. Milton Keynes have proved to be difficult. Guildford are a bit inconsistent. Coventry are finding a way to get some tight games and some jobs done against some of our teams. You know, I, 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 I touched on Guildford. I went and saw Guildford take Nottingham to overtime in the NIC the other night. Mm, twice they've took them to overtime. Yeah, twice they've taken them to overtime. You know, nothing is a cakewalk in this league. You know, the likes of Nottingham, Cardiff and Belfast can easily go and drop points to those other teams. You know, we've had a regulation loss to Fife ourselves. Sorry, an overtime loss to Fife. It yes. felt like a regulation one. But it was no. an overtime loss to Fife. Nine seconds. You know, but it's better than nothing. One point is better than you nothing know. always. But you you say to me, right, I mean, what's... Call it up quickly while I throw some figures in yeah. my head. What is Nottingham's current conference record? Col- conference current rec- conference, conference record. record. Right. Okay. I want to know that. Right. Okay. Played five. Played five games. Yeah. Three wins, two losses. Three wins, two losses. So they've had two regulation losses and not picked up points. What's Cardiff's? Well, they've had, and they've had two regulation and two of them are regulation wins. Two yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care about the regulation wins. It's the regulation losses. Right. Okay. Cardiff. Cardiff. Played six. Played six. Four wins, two losses. Four wins and two losses. So again, they've not picked up points when they've lost. Yeah. Belfast. Same as Cardiff. Played six, won four, lost two. Again, not picked up points when they've lost. Nope. Now, if you if you 
look at this a different way. You say Sheffield have actually played six games. We played seven. Yeah, but say Sheffield have played six. Mm. Right? And you say Sheffield in fact no. Let's 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 change the Cardiff and Sheffield record, right? Say Steelers win and won in regulation the other night. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cardiff then go three three zero. Yep. Steelers on their seven games would be two four, four. one. No, two three two. There'd be two three two because it was a regulation loss. Right? Steelers would be on the same number of points as Cardiff. Mm. Be on the same number of points. Yeah. Same against Belfast. Change that. We'd have a better record. No, we'd have, we'd have an equal record. But by also that argument, if you turn around and say to me that in those... You know, one of the regulation losses to Belfast and the regulation loss to Cardiff, they were actually overtime or penalty shot losses. Belfast and Cardiff would be on the same points. But Steelers' record would change to 1-2-4. Steelers would be on six points. We've only played... Uh... You know, we'd, we'd be two points closer. The key here is going to be how many games you lose in regulation in your conference. Because the less you can lose in regulation, even if you don't pick up the wins, obviously the wins are great. But if you at least pick up a point when you're losing, Mm. it makes your job that little bit easier to claw those points back in the cross-conference games against how your conference uh, rivals perform uh, in their cross-conference games. I, I'll chuck this out. So I, I, I will say it right now. Mm. This year's league winner will not have more than 74 points. The thing is as well... This year's league winner will right. not have more than 74 I'm points. Looking at this as well, yeah... We've only played two away conference games. Mm. Which which is a little bit of a tricky stat, but again, it's early times. But we it's, can easily... It's only November. Yeah, and it's only November, right? And we're a side that's been beat up. We're a side that's been missing key players. Right? We're waiting on a new defensive recruit to come in for Junus Romberg. That will help bolster up the D. We're waiting for Colton Fretter to come back from suspension. That will bolster our offence. Last one you know, game this season. It's <sighs> There's a lot of hockey to be played. You yeah. know, I, I can understand people's cause for concern. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I ain't panicking yet. It's, we- it, it's annoying that we're... Losing games in the way we are, well, we're not because getting, I'd, I'd rather not lose games in regulation. We're not. We're not getting. When we're losing them, we're not losing heavily. They're no. all very, very small margins. Yeah, it is very small margins. But one of, the, but it, and this was something I touched on yesterday in my Periscope. One of the big reasons why Cardiff won that league last year was when they lost 
they picked up points in doing so. They found a way to go beyond 60 minutes. Yeah. If Steelers can do that, win fully fit, if they're not getting the regu- you know, the winning regulation, at least they're taking the game to 60 minutes. Because they're not then losing two points, they're only losing one potentially. We're, like, we're looking at that, right, we played seven and got four points in our conference. That means in our remaining ten games, because we've played 17, yeah, we have picked up 17 points from the other conferences. Hmm. That's that's that, a good start. That is an, that's that is something most teams would take the right arm for. We've only dropped three points to the opposing conference sides. Yeah, so far, and that is why we are positioned how we are in the league table. Yeah, you know, if you if you changed our record, say say we actually beat Cardiff the other night. Yeah, and took Belfast to overtime. Yeah, right. That's an extra three points. Cardiff would lose two. Yeah. Right? Um, and obviously we'd gain one Belfast and be the same. Right? But those extra three points, I believe, would currently put us top of the league standings, would it not? Yes. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Looking at these, looking at the table as it is, on my laptop tonight, yes. Yeah, exactly. No. Nope. All, all, all it is, is just a result in two games. Just changes the look of everything. And all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, yeah, the conference ain't looking great, but wow, we're still top of the league. Yeah. Do you know why? Because we're excelling in the cross-conference games. Mm. But that then adds the pressure onto the likes of Nottingham, Cardiff, Belfast, Manchester, who have been up there so far, Milton Keynes, Fife, to come and do the same against us. In don't their cross-conference games. Don't panic, in the words of Douglas Adams. I really would not panic. I understand people have, you know, why people would write it off. But take a bit of time, think about it. Chill your is, is, is there a real reason for cause of concern? Not over, not overly. Not to me. Now, if Definitely this was later on in the season... Yes. Yes. But it's only November. I said, in the words of Douglas Adams, don't panic. 100% don't panic not yet not yet it can still be turned around you know we've been short bench we've been injury hit been suspension hit bring that back into the fold you watch us go you won't be moaning come the end of the season if we're right up there with the title race you know say say, say we've won the, con- the the not necessarily won the Continental Cup you know but say we've gone and you know won the Challenge Cup and you know we've May not have won the league, but we finished the season in great form. We're going into the playoffs hot and win the playoffs again. Will you be complaining then? No, not overly. I don't think because it it's would two be. trophies compared to one of last year. And also, look at it this way: Would you be complaining if we t- we're up there and we're one of the teams who could win it on the final day? Yeah, we've been there. Now, admittedly, we? you know, some fans within town go, "Oh, yeah, but we dropped a point there, dropped a point there." Guess what? So-and-so may have dropped a point there as well. They may have dropped two points there. That's, that's why we'll have wrong points with you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. You know, like I said, the team that loses the most games in regulation, for me, will be the team that wins the league. Because if you're losing games, but picking up points in doing so, 
that will make up for, for, for one or two shortfalls games that you didn't win in regulation that'll make it up especially if your cross conference record against the other eight teams is far superior to that of your conference rivals and at the moment ours is and pretty, at the moment ours, ours is, is pretty, pretty damn, damn good. good exactly now let's get this episode over and done with because we're pretty much at an hour again money so, for money folks see it's a free service you can't complain Manchester on Saturday tomorrow aye interesting game does War play does he not me I don't think it's worth the risk I won't it's, risk it it's, it's a challenge cup game we're already number one in the group guaranteed to finish top <laughs> spot love to finish the group stage unbeaten but quite frankly I wouldn't give two hoots if we lost just come through it healthy Moose, I would expect, starts because you've got to keep him somewhat tuned in, ready for Continental Cup next weekend. Um, I fully expect to see the kids get used a little bit again because why not? You know, if it's a close game, we'll probably keep Moose in there potentially. If it's, you know, you know a couple of goals one way, two, three goals one way or the other then I'd like to think that maybe we'll throw Brad in there for 10 minutes or whatever. You know, we gave him a whole period um, Wednesday night. So so why not? Yeah, keeps him ticking over and keeps Moose that little bit fresher. Um, It's a bit of a dead rubber game, but it still has a little bit of a meaning because obviously you want to keep the team fresh and upbeat and working on some things. War of the Roses, isn't it? Yeah, it is a War of the Roses and it's a Manchester side that are have been playing fairly okay hockey, but on the flip side for us, fortunately, because it's Challenge Cup, it's not going to affect the league at all. Um, so I couldn't really care if we lost. They, 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 they ain't, from what I've been able to surmise, they ain't got all to play for in this in this game. It's a dead rubber for them. For them, they can't qualify for for quarterfinals. Mm. So, so you know what kind of game are we really going to get on Saturday? That's that's the thing. I mean, to mean, in a way, potentially, even though they, it's a dead rubber for them as well, pretty much, they're going to still want to play the game and probably work on a couple of bits in the process and say their power play's been struggling. If they get their opportunities, they're going to be looking at tomorrow night's game as a way to, right, let's get the power play going again. Let's, let's test the Steelers. Good opposition to test ourselves against. You know, it will be a league title rival with the way we're playing overall across the league. Throw a score out there. Throw a score out there. Throw a score out there. That's a good one. I'll go for Storm to win 3-2 after overtime. Okay. I'm going to say Steelers will win it 3-2 in overtime. It's going to... It's going to go... I I obviously won't want it to go to overtime because obviously it's just going to be the next couple of minutes of hockey that gets played but it is what it is. So three two games. I'm going for a Steelers yeah. win. You're going for a Storm win. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting, interesting indeed. Well, one of us is going to get it right anyway. As to which team wins, whether we get the right score and how it comes about, yet to be seen. But I guess that's a good reason for you lot to tune in next week, isn't it? And there should be 
a podcast next week. We've looked ahead at work schedules and everything like that before I depart off to Denmark with the boys. Um, Plenty of bacon, Alan. Yeah, I, I plan on eating a lot of bacon. You know, proof that God exists. Bacon. Oh. Maybe God was Danish. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's just where we're all going wrong. But I'm not going to get into religious you discussion. Can have Col- no you can have some Carlsberg as well. Mm, no. Not so apparently that is probably the best lager in the world. Maybe. But who knows. Anyway. We should be back next week. All being well. Providing I'm home on Wednesday night. Which I plan on being before I go away Thursday. And, I'll and obviously from... you finish work late. So hopefully there will be something for you by Thursday lunchtime. In terms of a podcast episode next week. But we shall wait and see. In the meantime though. From Mark and myself. Thanks a lot once again for listening. As always, you know where to find us on social media. And we'll catch you next time.